This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. That's right. This week, we're without our adjective-popping queen, Sarah Stewart. She's off educating young adults in the skills they need to gain long-term employment. But let me tell you, this week, Dr. Brett and I have an absolute cracker for you. Today's guest is a respected neurosurgeon and CEO of Optimized Life a health and wellness company dedicated to helping patients avoid the healthcare burdens we typically encounter as we age. He's a member of the American Association of Neurological Surgeons, the Congress of Neurologic Surgeons, and Age Management Medicine Group. Our guest today has also been through his own health battles with being overweight, and as you'll hear today, he what he chose to do about it launched him onto an epic journey to discover and pioneer some of the most potent weight loss and wellness increasing techniques around today. All of his work is focused towards giving you back control of your health, giving you every chance to age gracefully and unlocking the tools you need to further enhance your own health and wellness journey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jack Cruz. Hello, guys. How are you? Great, mate. Fantastic. Welcome. Thanks We're- for coming on. Hey, we are so we're so excited to have you, Dr. Jack. It's always so fascinating and exciting when you get to learn from someone like yourself who's trained in the conventional medical system but found that the tools to live an optimal life were perhaps a bit lacking. And uh, because it's people like yourself who pioneer some seriously awesome techniques and knowledge to assist those who need who need help reversing uh, dis-ease. So. Uh, I was wondering if, if by starting off, Dr. Jack, you could tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to, came to be where you are today. Well, sure. That, that's not a problem. Uh, about 10 years ago, uh, I was, uh, I guess, 40 years old, 6'2", 357 pounds, and I was a neurosurgeon, and, you know, I went to my primary care doctor, who was one of my buddies, who actually went to school with me, and I said, look, I need your help in taking some of this weight off. So I did all the conventional things that most people, you know, both in the northern and southern hemisphere know about. And um, they told me to eat less and exercise more, and all that did was gain me more weight. So I went from 330 pounds to 360 pounds at that time, and that's when I decided, you know, this is a bunch of bullshit. And... I said, I need to really figure out kind of what is the ticket. And I went back to the medical school library at Vanderbilt University because I was in Nashville, Tennessee at the time. And I started reading incredibly um, about a variety of different things. And the thing that really spurred me was I was giving a spine uh, lecture talk to a group of you know, physicians who, who are spine surgeons, and when I stood up to give the talk, I tore my knee meniscus in my right knee, 
and I could barely get to the podium. And one of the doctor's wives, who happened to work for a biotechnology company here in the States, later told me that she knew why I, tur I tore my knee meniscus. So she said, my husband said, she, you know, he knows you pretty well. And he says you're a pretty smart guy. She goes, I'm going to send you six papers, and I'm going to have you read these. And uh, she told me exactly the manner in which to read them in terms of the timing. She also gave me a book to read, and I did all this nonsense. And it left on, you know, a path of about 18 months in the medical school library. And I started to figure out that obesity was an inflammatory brain condition that was basically tied to a lack of electrons in my body. And I started to realize that the whole key factor with losing weight and getting fit was actually not based in biology, it was based in quantum physics. And uh, of course, I'll be the first one to admit this, I didn't believe it myself when I read what I read, but I did it, and in three months I lost 77 pounds, and 11 months I lost 133 pounds. And my son, who happened to be, you know, 15 years old at the time, who was also, I would say, overweight. He was six foot three, big kid, uh, you know, typical American, uh, but he was 257 pounds. He came home for uh, uh, summer break when we were at Disney World. He's like, Dad, he goes, I can't believe how much weight you lost. And he goes, don't give me the brain surgery spiel. Just tell me what to do. So I told him what to do you know, over a period of you know, about an hour or two. And he's with one of my nephews who also happened to be 21 years old, also overweight, 5'11", 267 you know, pounds, not kilograms. I know you guys probably like in your head, <laughs> how fat is he? They were both fat, trust me. Um, and I gave them both the spiel, and I came up with uh, this protocol that I call a leptin prescription. And then I also taught them about cold thermogenesis, and my son said to me, he goes, Dad, if I do both of these things, how much weight can I lose in six weeks before I go back to school? And I said, well, Connor, if you just listen to me, I said, I think you can lose about 60 pounds in about six weeks. And he's like, you got to be shitting me. He's like, you got to, you know, he just didn't believe it. So long story short, you know, in the States here, we have this thing called the TED Talk. And yeah. TED Talks are, you know, you get on the Internet, they put you on. They, this, this is a big deal. So I yeah. did this. I showed people the before and after, both me, my son, and my nephew. My son lost 60 pounds. He actually, let me be very accurate, he lost 57 pounds in six weeks. My nephew went from basically having no future career to uh, – losing 110 pounds in one year, and now he's a Navy SEAL with the U.S. military. Um, he's now 160 pounds from 257. And these, these were the first people, you know, besides myself to do what I did. And, you know, people are kind of floored by this, and several of the doctors that were in my hospital, like Jack, started writing a book, you kind of need to put this information on the internet to kind of help people out because they were sending people to me um, who were using this and they, they were having fin really fabulous results. 
and it's very, very counterintuitive you know, to, to what you hear both in the northern and the southern hemisphere. And I know, you know, you guys down there have a totally different, well, I wouldn't say totally different problem, but you have a more severe problem than we have even up here. And, and the thing is, you know, people just don't believe that a high-fat diet really, really works. And uh, my, my brand of what I tell people is a diet that's heavily loaded to seafood because seafood is extremely important in terms of collecting electrons. And why are electrons important? Well, if you open up any biochemistry book, whether you're, you know, an egghead or you're not an egghead, uh, you know that mitochondria have this thing, the input to mitochondria called electron chain transport. Well, you don't have to be a rocket science to figure out. It didn't say protein transport. It didn't say uh, carbohydrate transport. It didn't say lipid transport. It said electron chain transport. What did you start to realize? That all food that we eat is broken down into electrons. And those electrons move across your inner, inner mitochondrial membrane through your four cytochromes. And that's how we utilize things. And when I realized this, you know, 10 years ago, I started to realize that, you know what? Calories in and calories out doesn't make any sense because we're really not a bomb calimentary system. You know, we're not a closed system. We're an open system. And the more I started to realize this, I said, if this is truly the case and I'm right, this means that I could do things differently to reverse my own obesity. And that's when I started, you know, to work on the leptin prescription, which is basically brain surgery done on yourself without using a scalpel. And um, when I did that? it on me and it worked, it's, it was pretty radical. You know, I mean, i got to be honest with you guys. I didn't even think, you know, in the beginning that it was going to work. And, you know, when it did work, I was like, shit. <laughs> That's pretty amazing, mate. I mean, Steve and I are feeling a bit superfluous here because that was probably the longest first answer to a question ever, but it was just absolute gold. There was so much good information in there. That's fantastic. Uh, Hey, I reckon there's a bunch of... It was honest. It was honest, and that's really how it went down. Yeah. It's brilliant. So I reckon there's a few of our listeners listening to this, Jack. They're going, okay, there's some sort of secret to weight loss here. He said something about electrons. He said something about quantum physics and how that applies to weight loss. And they're thinking, okay, Jack, like, tell me what I need to do. Like, a bit like your son. So, you know, we've only got half an hour on this podcast. So perhaps you can give us, like, the, the five-minute version of that spiel that you gave to your son so that people understand what they need to do to start, you know, getting these sort of results. Well, listen, I can do it pretty simply as long as you promise me you understand a little bit about biochemistry and you understand a little bit about, about quantum physics. It's pretty simple. Yes. Uh, cytochrome number one um, basically works on three, on, on really two things, NADH positive and NADH itself. Um, most people who are obese have a strict deficiency in NAD positive. So that creates a circadian mismatch. Uh, when you have a circadian mismatch, it can be due to blue light. It can be due to carbohydrates that you eat out of season. It can be due to a variety of different things. I mean, it's not just one individual thing. But the main take-home that you need to understand is that you have a deficiency in NAD positive, okay? Ketogenic diet is actually what helps 
that problem. So if you eat a ketogenic diet that has a high level of DHA, what is DHA? DHA is fish oil. Most people pretty much everywhere in the world know that. But here's the take-home. You cannot take a pill that, you know, some manufacturer makes that, that has DHA in it and say, oh, this is good enough to fix my mitochondrial problem. That's not the way it works. You have to eat real food. So when you understand how I roll, I roll with real food. And the number one food in the world that benefits all of us is oysters. Oysters are far better than anything else because they have all the brain-specific nutrients in them that control, you know, how the cytoarchitecture of our cells work in our body as humans. When you're able to control that, you're able to capture the information from your environment so that they get developed. Sorry, guys. Let me just hang that up. Um, we have we have that uh, that information collected from our environment that gets delineated to our uh, cytochromes in our mitochondria, and that's actually how we process electrons from food. Most people think that all food is created equal, and that's actually not the case. And you know that's one of the things that at least in the northern hemisphere that's made me a little bit controversial. You know, most of you guys know down under that the paleo diet is is pretty is a pretty good template. But for people who have significant problems, specifically obesity, autoimmunity, or very significant diseases like Hashimoto's, um, the paleo template's not good enough. And the reason why is because you need to have a, more electrons in your template in order to rebuild the architecture of the cells in your tissues. And when you begin to do that, you begin to become extremely energy efficient. And when you become energy efficient, things change, and they change radically. And things begin to happen to you that the doctors say is not possible. And that, and that, that includes the doctors in the northern and the southern hemisphere, mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, I happen to be one of those doctors in the Northern Hemisphere that uh, my template also changed. I didn't believe, you know, 10 years ago that I could do what I did. Um, if you would have asked me or you would have told me what this template was 10 years ago, I would have called bullshit on you. Um, you know, having lived it myself, you know, it's given me a, a completely different idea about what is possible and what is not. And uh, Dr. Jack, one of the things I was really curious about with regards to um, your protocol is you you talk about uh, the importance of a leptin reset early on and and restoring your leptin sensitivity. Can you you give us a little bit of information about why that's important and, and how you do it? Well, yeah, I don't want to get too much into how I do it because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I would tell people to just go read my leptin prescription that's on my blog post. Here, here's the, the take-home that you need to really understand is that most people, and I, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm going to generalize here as we talk about this, 
is people believe that it's calories in, calories out. You know, if you exercise more and eat less, you lose weight. That's what all the doctors tell you. That is absolute, total, unadulterated bullshit, okay? Um, yep. You have to realize that really what the main factor is, is it's the hormonal response to what your brain does to those foods that you eat. And leptin is the major hormone in your body that actually determines all these things. So uh, when you're leptin resistant, and, and just to be clear, you can be morbidly obese and be leptin resistant, or you can be extremely anorexic and also be leptin resistant. So there's a big continuum in terms of where this can happen, okay? Uh, I would tell you guys that the key factor for patients is to understand, are you leptin resistant or not? Uh, I go through this on my blog post, exactly how to determine whether you're leptin resistant or not. And it's six simple steps in how to identify whether you're leptin resistant, and then if you are, then what to do with it. The, the key big mistake that people make with this is many people do the leptin prescription and they're not really leptin resistant to begin with. You don't want to do that. If, if, if you are leptin sensitive already, you want to move directly to the cold thermogenesis protocol. But if you're leptin resistant and things aren't working well for you based on the six steps that are in the blog post, then what you want to do is you want to follow each one of those. You know, and, and the big I would say the big take-home message here is that you want to eat what we call in the States a BAB, which is a big-ass breakfast that's loaded with 50 to 75 grams of protein or fat, depending on your context. And remember, everybody's context is different. Most people who listen to this podcast, it's going to be protein that's the bigger issue versus fat. But if you have an eating disorder, I'm going to probably push you heavier to fat to fix that problem. Uh, once you go through that first four to six weeks and you destroy all your cravings, then you're going to see things get relatively easily in terms of how you deal with things. And then we're going to ease you into the cold thermogenesis protocol, which is when things really pick up speed and you really start to begin to change your, your epigenetics, meaning how you change the signals to your mitochondrial and your nuclear DNA. And most people today that are listening to this both in in Southern Hemisphere don't really understand how they can change their epigenetic switches by changing some of the things they do. But I promise you, it's absolutely possible. Um, not only is it possible, it's doable as long as you follow the rules that I give you. That's such such good information there, Jack. I mean, you know, just the simple things like, you know, that, it, that it's not calories in, calories out. It is to do with your hormones and your hormone balance in your body. is is just such crucial information. It, it's such basic information, but such crucial information that, that so many people just aren't understanding. So you, you started talking about cold thermogenesis there, Jack, and Dr. Jack, and that's one thing that's been very uh, sort of, I guess, popular throughout the sort of paleo sphere of recent times. But for some people, I guess, on our call, they might not be aware of what that is or how to go about doing it. So... Can you sort of give them a brief introduction to cold thermogenesis and why that's uh, so beneficial? Sure, absolutely. Um, most people 
Uh, and I, I don't know what the state of affairs is in Australia, but I can tell you in the States that plastic surgeons are now offering something called cool sculpting or Zeltique. And what those two things are is basically they take a metal plate, they cool it down for 45 minutes, put it on your fat, and they melt the fat away without you changing anything you do. And most people are kind of shocked. And the reason it works is because it has to do with the cold temperature. I wrote a blog post, uh, I believe it was February 11th, 2012, which you can find on my website. And it's called the Cold Thermogenesis Protocol. And basically what it says is if you understand how to use cold, specifically your sympathetic nervous system, that you can empty your fat cells uh, of fat uh, while you're doing the lactic prescription to further push your template forward. And this is really for people who are leptin resistant who also have obesity. Um, if you're not obese, obviously the CT protocol is probably not something you'd start with, but here's the key point that I've actually made to all the people, at least on my form, is if you have any type of disease, is CT, uh, which I called cold thermogenesis for short, uh, beneficial? Absolutely. And the reason for that is what does it do? Um, it increases electron flow. And what I told you guys earlier is electrons are big because electrons are the input to mitochondria. And I'll give you a very, very simple analogy for you guys to share with your listeners and your patients that you have in the Southern Hemisphere. Because I know it's very, very different than what we deal with in the Northern Hemisphere. You know, we have this show on uh, Bravo TV up here that's called uh, uh, The Guys That Deal With the Alaskan King Crabs. They go out on the boat and they catch these king crabs. And these crabs, as you guys know, are huge. I mean, some, sometimes they're four, five, six feet across. They're massive. Well, where I live, down in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, these crabs are very, very small. And the difference is that the temperature of the water is very much higher. And the reason for that is when temperature is higher, you have more protons versus electrons in the water. So the difference in those two situations is that one animal is able to grow to massive sizes and in the other standpoint, they're not able to grow to huge sizes. Well, the same effect plays a role in you guys. Um, it's, it's extremely important for people to understand that the input to your mitochondrial membrane is absolutely massive. Uh, the healthier that you can be, is totally tied to the amount of electrons that you deliver to your inner mitochondrial membrane. And why is it important for people in Australia? Well, here's the simple truth. And, you know, it's almost an inconvenient truth because you guys live, there's, there's only two land masses in the southern hemisphere, Australia and Antarctica. And you guys have a variety of different issues that that we do not have up in the Northern Hemisphere, and that's why I pay attention to what you guys go through. Um, but the Great Barrier Reef in the last 30 years has died 50%. Uh, that means that the seafood around in the Southern Ocean, also in the Indian Ocean, around your whole continent has also died off. So it's really, really hard for you to get a lot of good seafood. 
Um, seafood is the most electron-dense, you know, part of the environment for you guys to eat. Well, if you're not eating electron-dense foods, you cannot capture electrons from your environment. And that leads to significant problems. In the Southern Hemisphere, you guys have, I'm not sure of the, the city, but I think, it's in, I think it's in Victoria, if I'm not mistaken, that there's a city where everybody's BMI is over 40. You also have the highest amount of autoimmunity on the planet. And, you know, most people in the States, when I tell them this in other podcasts, they're shocked by this. Yeah. You, guys, you guys have absolutely unbelievable amounts of both autoimmunity, melanoma, and infertility in your country. And we, we have that in our country, you know, here in the United States, but it's not near as bad as it is in your country. And people here are quite shocked to hear that because most people, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere know that Americans tend to do some pretty bad stuff when it comes to lifestyle management. And I tell people down in the Southern Hemisphere, the reason that I pay deep attention to them is I don't think y'all live any different than we do. I think the problem is the hemisphere that you live in alters some of the basic, what I call quantum physics that are tied to this inner mitochondrial membrane problem. And for, for those of your listeners who do not understand really where I'm headed, um, NASA, which is our space agency here in the States, really looks for three major things when it looks for life in other planets. It looks for water chemistry, the photoelectric effect, and the magnetic field. And unfortunately, in Australia, the magnetic field and water chemistry is completely broken by something called the donut hole, which I think most of you guys know about, uh, which is located off the eastern shore of your country um, between Antarctica and Australia, and it it dramatically alters the water chemistry. And as I've explained to several other people down in Australia, is the water that falls on your plants, your trees, your animals, and you is not able to carry as much energy uh, because it's completely inundated with cosmic radiation through this donut hole because there's no ozone available. And this is kind of your major problem. So, Jack, does that mean that as Australians we need to be more diligent, even more diligent about our lifestyle, the way we eat, the, the things that we're doing, than, than we would if we were living perhaps in the Northern Hemisphere? I mean, purely because of our location? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know this is a really, really tough thing for people in the Southern Hemisphere to hear, but, you know, I've talked to several people down under uh, and told them that I think one of the things that I'd really like to see all of you guys do, and I'm talking about as a country, you know, shelf politics aside, as, as a species, you guys need to get together and you need to start taking water out of the Indian and Southern Ocean and begin to desalinate it and make it reverse osmosis water. That should be the single number one thing that dictates all the elections that you guys have. Now, do we have that same issue in the States? No. I mean, most of the people that are on my form at jackcruise.com, I have quite a few people from Australia. Um, 
and you guys may or may not know this, but they follow me. And the reason they're following me is because I'm, I'm actually telling them, for me, Australia is the canary in the coal mine. I look at you guys probably – I'm more interested in Australia than I am interested in my own country because you guys have far bigger risks and you're facing it. But don't get me wrong. Eventually, it's going to affect us as well. Um, you need to desalinate your water, make reverse osmosis water. You need to vote for that, and you need to do it every single place on the border of where you guys are. And I really, really cannot stress to you guys enough that you need to pay attention to the Great Barrier Reef. The fact that it's died 50% in the last 30 years is, is you know... I don't like to curse very often, but it's freaking huge. And you guys need to pay attention to it. We have, uh, like I told you earlier, we have a writer for New York Magazine up here named Elizabeth Colbert. She wrote a book called The Sixth Extinction. I think everybody from Australia actually needs to read her book. When you read her book, she talks about what's going on in every single continent all over the all over the world and she really she points out some very key points in your country she points out some very key points in our country and I'll tell you her book has made a pretty big impact here in the states people actually are now starting to realize that what we're doing what we vote for and uh, what we stand for as a population, uh, unfortunately, may be popular politically, but it's not really popular biologically. And I think what we need to do, because you have to realize, even though you guys down under are from a different country, are we all kindred spirits because we're from the same species? We are. Do, yeah. do I care deeply about you guys? Uh, I have to tell you, I actually care more deeply about you guys than I care about the people in my own country because I think you guys are on the front line. And do I want the information that I know that's in my head to get to your country in a big way? I do. I really, truly do because you guys are going to lead the world in terms of what we do, what we can't do, and what we won't do. Um, you're, you're already facing it. I mean, every single person I've talked to from Australia has told me, you know, Jack, you know, on the side of buses, we've got, you know, articles for people who are infertile, you know, people who are massively obese, people have, you know, huge amounts of Hashimoto's. Well, listen, guys, I got news for you. The same shit's going on in the States. It's just not as bad now. In 20 or 30 years, it's going to be this bad. And we've, we really need to get our things together because we're all in this. Absolutely. Um, Jack, uh, we are absolutely out of time, and I'm so devo because I had about uh, 100 more questions I wanted to ask you. Um, could you tell us, uh, and you've already mentioned your website, but um, for those uh, paleo nerds out there like ourselves, can you tell them um, where they can find more information about uh, you and, and to follow your blog and uh, perhaps uh, read your book? Sure. My, my, my website is uh, jackcruzkruse.com. You can also find my book on Amazon. 
<clears throat> Nobles. Uh, it's called the Epi Paleo Prescription, and it's called EPI P A L E O R X Prescription. Um, the other thing I would tell you guys, if you want more information about the things that I'm really interested in and the books you should read, single most important things you should read is anything written by Robert O. Becker. Uh, two books are The Electric Body and Cross Currents. And I would tell you the third book is written by his major PhD in his lab named Andrew Marino. It's called Going Somewhere. And probably the third book that I would strongly recommend, especially people from Australia, is because I've spent a little time explaining to you that water chemistry is the big missing link down under. You need to read Gerald Pollack's book. He's a Ph.D. from University of Washington. It's called The Fourth Phase of Water. If you live in Australia and don't read this book, you're an absolute moron. Uh, need to understand how incredibly important this work is. And, and listen, I know that what I just said probably pissed many people off. But listen, I want you guys to understand. Look, I would not spend my time talking to you guys if I didn't care. And this is not about, you know, jackcruise.com. This is really about you guys understanding what's really, really going on with our biology. And once you begin to understand that there's a three-legged stool that NASA works on, photoelectric effect, water chemistry, and the electromagnetic field, in Australia, the two things that are under attack are the electromagnetic field and water chemistry. Well, guess what? You guys need to optimize those two tremendously to increase things, because if you think eating a paleo or an epi-paleo diet is going to tackle that issue, you got another thing coming. Fantastic. Well, Jack, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, you've given our listeners uh, plenty to think about. And head over to, to Jack's website. It, it's um, it's very comprehensive, and it, it really is a fascinating read, and there's plenty of information there to, to really whet your interest. So, um, Jack, thank you once again, uh, everybody. We hope that you enjoyed the show as much as we did. Make sure you head over to our website, thatpaleoshow.com, to tell us what you think. Until next week, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, share your story, and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. It's less than 100 days until the Wellness Summit and we are jumping out of our skins to be with you at Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17, 2014. If you want to take your summit experience to a whole new level, then I urge you to join us as a VIP. This year, we have two VIP levels, not just one, two. We have gold and platinum. Both include front row seats, DVD recordings of the event, goodies from our speakers, intimate VIP only time with the speakers and massive vouchers which can be used on future wellness couch events and products to take your summit experience to the next level go to www.thewellnesssummit.com but be quick vip spots are limited and they will sell out see you at the summit this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.